I can also tell now who's sleeping. So um, for those of you, <laughs> if you were nodding off before, I can actually see. You know, people say all the time, man, you were looking right at me. I can't even see you back there. I can't tell if it's you or your wife, okay, without my glasses on. All right, so don't get paranoid when I'm looking around because I'm not really looking at anyone in particular. You all kind of be one big blur without my glasses. Uh, this morning we're continuing our series, The Simple Life. But before we, we, we begin, let's just bow our heads in a word of prayer. Father God, we pray that you would just be with us, Lord God, that you would allow us to focus our attention on what you have for us right now. Lord God, there's so many people who are struggling with things in their lives. I pray, Lord God, they'd be able to lay those things aside this morning, right now. Not think about all that's going on in their lives, what they have to do next week, what they, what they came off of, Lord, all the things that are going on in their, in their past. They'd be able to just focus. We'd be able to focus our attention on you right now. Father, we love you. Pray that you would move in this place in a powerful way and speak to each one of us individually, Lord God, and as a body. Speak to each one of us. Help us to know you better to be drawn into your presence. We pray these things in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Last week in our time together, I said that if we're going to live a simple life, that we need to overcome our desire, our, our, our need to, to, to consume. We need to reduce the desire that we have to consume. The world is pulling us in and, and, and basically telling us how we should live our lives. We're being, we're, being, we're being duped in a lot of ways. We talked about this last week. And we're on this hamster wheel, going around and around all the things that we need to do, and we're getting stressed out. And we said, you know, in order to overcome that, we need to let go of these things. We said that we need to avoid getting caught up in the lies of this world, that if we, if we don't do these things, if we don't keep up, if we don't go along, we're not going to be loved uh, you know, we're not going to be financially secure. We're not going to be happy. I mean, how can you possibly be happy if you don't have all the things that everyone's offering you all the time? We said we need to get off that wheel, get out of that idea, and start living our lives in, in more of a relationship with Christ. We have to have, we talked about last week, an eternal perspective. Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4, verses 12 and 13, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Now, if we want to live a simple life, we need to realize that, that sometimes it's the smallest gesture that can have the greatest impact on the kingdom of God. That's what I want to really talk about this morning. The smallest gesture can sometimes have the most amazing impact on the kingdom of God and furthering the cause of Jesus Christ. We see this in the story of the widow's might. The widow's might, in, in Luke chapter 21, 1 through 4, it tells us, he looked up, Jesus, when, as he looked up, Jesus saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. I tell you the truth, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. You see, even a small gift that is given from the heart can have a profound impact on this world. 
You think sometimes, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not this, or I don't have this, or I can't do that. It's the smallest gift that sometimes can have the greatest impact on this world. You see, it wasn't the amount that Jesus was pointing out here. It was the heart behind it. It was the desire behind it. You know, the amazing thing about this widow, I was talking to one of the band members, Brian, before, and we were just talking about you know, money and those kinds of things. We got into the discussion. He had no idea what I'd be talking about. And he said, you know, we were just talking about the, the fact that how money consumes us and how he said you're, you become a slave to it. And I'm looking at the widow and I'm thinking, this is, this, this is the reality of her life. She was free. This woman was free. How many people can say, truly say they're free. She was free. She wasn't, she didn't, the, the world didn't have its grip on her. She had freedom, true freedom. She wasn't consumed with all the things going on around her. She was willing to give up whatever, whatever she had, knowing that God was going to provide for her. My friends, that's real freedom. Jesus can do a lot with a little. You think about that. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, can do a lot with a little. I mean, he healed blind people with mud. You know, a little bit of mud, you know, bing, you're healed. He, he fed thousands of people with five loaves of bread and two fish. You know, sometimes you think, oh, we, if, if, we're not, if we're not this or we don't have this much and we, don't have, we can't do certain things. Jesus did a little with a lot, did, did a, 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 a lot with very little. He doesn't need very much. He just needed, he just needs us to have faith and to believe that what we have, with, if we offer what we have to him, he can do amazing things. I love, what I love about the Bible is that, you know, you read the, the stories of Jesus and healing the blind and feeding the thousands and doing, walking across. And then Jesus says that if you have faith in him, you'll do even greater things than you've seen him do. He said, you can do greater things than these. I, that's, a, that's, that's what he says. I, I take him at his word. So Jesus does a lot with a little, and then he says, you can do even greater things than you've seen me do. I hold on to that. I believe that. I truly do. Christ is the head of the church. We are his body. And through him, we can do everything that he's called us to do. Our vision as a church is to be a global community of Christ followers, to awaken imagination, to ignite passion, and to unleash purpose. I think we've done a tremendous job we've, uh, at awakening imagination, igniting passion. I think we fall short a little bit sometimes is unleashing purpose. And not, it's not a desire, but I think we fall short because we fall short of, of resources. Our vision sometimes is bigger than our budget. And so, you know, we're, we're awakening imagination, we're igniting passion, and then when it comes to unleashing purpose... We, you know, in people's lives, that's really what I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about, you know, we're talking about here as the body of Christ. When, when you get fired up, when you get excited and you feel like God's calling you to do something within the body and what God has called us to do as a whole, we want to be able to, to, to resource some of those things. And so I know awakened imagination, igniting passion. Oh man, we are, that's happening in this church. That, that is happening here at this church. Unleashing purpose is happening as well. But, you know, I'm sorry, I, 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 it's not, not as much as I would like to see it happen. Not at the level that I think that we, we as a body of Christ would like to see it happen. So this morning, I want to share with you an idea that I think would have, could have a profound impact on our church. I mean, a real impact on our church. And we're calling it 2010 in 2010. 2010 in 2010. 
And what that basically means is that every single one of us would give $20.10 more per month, okay, every single one, on top of what they're already giving. So, if, for example, if you're giving $1,000 a month, and I know so many of you are, uh, $1,000 a month, what I'm saying to you, that you would give $1,020.10, okay? So, you know, you're saying, well, I'm giving 1000 I'm already giving, no, you would give, you, you give a, a little bit more, just a little bit more per month now, $20.10 per month, not per week, per month. And if, say, for example, you've been coming and you're not giving anything, because, you know, you just came to Christ here. You don't really, I haven't really talked about tithing recently, and you don't really know what's going on there. You see the boxes over here, but you don't really know, uh, and I, I, it's my fault. I, I'll teach more on that. Uh, we don't talk about money a lot here at Grace Chapel, but it's important. Jesus talked about it all the time, so it's important. What I'm saying to you who are new believers are those who are kind of just coming, and I'm, I'm saying to you, you should give $20.10 a month. So that's $20.10 more. So whatever you're giving, give $20.10 more. If you're not giving anything, give $20.10. And that would have a profound impact on this church, on allowing us to fulfill the purpose, our purpose, unleashing that purpose. Now, you know, you think, well, it doesn't sound like too much. It really isn't. It's not too much. But it could have a real impact on what God is doing in this church. Now, in order for this to work, okay, it's not a lot, but in order for it to really work and have the impact that I'd like it to have, like the elders and leaders would like to see it have, we all need to participate. I mean, even the, I'm going to talk to Brian, the, our youth pastor and other, the, the youth can participate in this. I mean, $20.10 a month is not like breaking the bank. If you can't, honestly, if you can't afford it because you're out of a job, that's no pressure. It, you know, this is all about giving from the heart. If that's a pressure thing for you, I don't want anyone to feel pressure. I'm just coming up with a way, we're coming up with a way that we can participate together to have an impact on this world. So $20.10 more per month, okay? Now, first, to put things in perspective, I want to talk to you about what you can do, just to kind of give you a feel for this, what you can do with $20.10 a month. If you kept it for yourself and you said, this guy's batty, we're not giving him $20.10, this $20.10 is mine. I want to show you the profound things that you can do with your $20.10, okay? So we're going to count down the top 10 things that you can do with your $20.10, all right? And this is important, this is huge, because this may change your mind. You may say at the end of the service, no way. I, now that I've seen what I can do with $20.10, you know. All right, let's, let's start here. Number 10, you can buy five lattes per month, okay? Now, I know that's like, now you're thinking, wow, five, wow, that's amazing. That, that'll transform my life. That was, 20, that was five lattes. Five lattes. I mean, and look, and you could even have that little, what is that, like the uh, cinnamon stick. I mean, it even comes with a cinnamon stick. So that's huge. That's huge. Five lattes a month could change your entire existence. Good. Number nine, six happy meals. Now, six happy meals. Come on. That is like unreal. Six happy meals will, I mean, you'll be happy for the, the whole month if you had six happy, wouldn't you? Now, and you'd think about it too. You'd think, yeah, I had six happy meals this month. My life is truly changed. It's really, it's, it's just amazing. Six happy meals. Okay. Number eight, you could change the oil in your lawnmower. I mean, I know some of you were thinking that about today. You know what I mean? Man, for 20 bucks, I, I need, I could change the oil in my lawnmower. This, 
I mean, my neighbors would see me doing it. They would, they would, it would, it would truly, and they would think about changing their oil and their lawn. They would ask me how I do it. It would stir on, it's amazing. Changing the oil in your lawnmower. They, boy, oh boy. Aren't you fired up? I mean, think about this. You should be. To think about what you can do with $20.10 to changing the oil in your lawnmower. Wow. 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 All right, number seven. You can buy a bike chain bottle opener. Now, I, I, I was afraid to show this one because I thought this is going to, I'm going to, some people are just going to want to buy this instead of the $20.10 of the church. It, because, I mean, who doesn't want that? I mean, who doesn't want to walk around with that? Or, you know, when your friends come over, you know, it's a fr- that's the first thing I would show them when they came to my house. Hey, look at my bike chain bottle opener. And they would think, he's so cool. You could be so, and if you were really wanted to be cool, you kind of hang it off your belt. You know what I'm saying? You put it on your belt, you hang it off the belt a little bit. I, I can see some of you just lighting up at the idea that you can go to P&G tomorrow with that wrapped around your belt. Your boss will just think you're the coolest person in the world. Number seven. All right, number six. Now this, I don't see how anybody could give this up. Now, Penguin uh, T-Boy. Um, I saw this and I was like, I mean, look, there's a little clock, and you just time it, and, and, and the beat comes down and dunks it. Because, you know, seriously, I don't know about you, but it really hurts my wrist to go like this in my tea. You, you ever notice that? I have, like, tar- carpal tunnel thing and everything, because I drink so much tea that I, when, I, when I dunk it in there, how many people drink tea? See, a lot of tea drinkers here. Now, wouldn't this profoundly impact your life if you said, put that, no, put it on your desk at work again. That with the keychain, the thing, you're, people will be like, man, how, no wonder he's advancing in the company. What, things like this sitting around your desk, this is unbelievable. No, it's incredible, the penguin T-boy. And, and, and it's like the hat, I don't know, uh, the cup doesn't come now, the cup doesn't come with it. It's only the T-boy, okay? So you have to get your own cup, but we'll, we, can, we can work on that. Maybe next month, maybe next month you can take $20.10 and buy a really cool cup with some logo on it or something. All right, number five. You can get seven gallons of gas. Man, now that's this week. If it goes up, you're out of luck, okay? That's it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but seven gallons of gas. I don't know. You can go from here to Florence and back, uh, maybe. And you can maybe go shopping or something, maybe get stuck there or whatever the case may be. But seven gallons of gas. And, and you know what the thing about getting the gas is as you're watching, it, as you're watching the pump go with your seven gallons? Isn't it encouraged? Don't you feel like enlightened and encouraged by it? When you're, that's the one thing in your life you can actually see your, your money going out. You know what I mean? If you can, <laughs> you're like, 60 bucks, holy moly, I had to work how many hours for $60? But this, this, I'm sure this will just, this is encouraging stuff right here. This is encouraging. All right. Yeah, oh, now, I know, four boxes of, of I, I had ringdings, but see, ringdings are, and anybody know what ringdings are? See, I would, I would have looked really dumb here this morning because Bill told me, he said, ringdings? I said, yeah, ringdings. I grew up in New York. In New York, they have ringdings. But here in the Midwest, in Ohio, we have ding-dongs. How many people like ding-dongs? you have ding-dongs? Yeah, yeah, ding-dongs. You could buy about four boxes of ding-dongs for $20 and, uh, you know, um, sit around and get a sugar high or something. It's like, yeah, yeah, $20. Go get some more ding-dongs. This is great. <laughs> ding-dongs will change the world. They really will. If you ate enough ding-dongs, you'd change, all right? You'd change dramatically, okay? So 
Oh, ding dong. So four boxes of ring dings, or any, if you grew up in New York or the Midwest in the, in the East, or you could have ding dongs. Or you could, if you, if you think about it, if you were really, if you thought about it, you could actually get two boxes of ding dongs and two boxes of ring dings. No, because you want to change things up. You know what I mean? You could tell people, you know, you know look how creative I am. You know what I mean? I, like to, I don't just like to eat just ding-dongs. I eat like, like ring-dings too. I, you know, you, well, you could compare the ring-dings to the ding-dongs, and you could have, oh, you could, your family, all your family could sit around, and you could have a blind taste test and see which is better, ding-dongs or ring-dings. Your, fam- your family would have a ball. Can you sit around with your, t- your teenager? Okay, son, we're going to blindfold you. Which do you think tastes better? I mean, your kid will, it, they'll think every Friday night we have to do this ring ding ding dong taste testing. Change your whole family. Your family will be transformed right before your eyes. You, I promise you, ask your high school students on Friday night, would they rather go out with their girlfriend or boyfriend or have a ding dong ring ding uh, taste test? They'll tell you right out the fact, ding dong ring dings. Okay, because they'd rather go, you, this is what you can do number three. You can go to the movies. You can go to the movie now. Leave some room for the Holy Spirit there. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, come on now. You know, you could go to the movies. You could go to the movies out on a date with your wife and everything, and or your husband or your boyfriend or girlfriend and everything. That's why I said leave room for the Holy Spirit. Um, and and uh, and but here's the thing: you could not buy. The, you ever go? To, I feel like ripped. I, I feel like terrible now going to the movies. You ever go to the movies and buy popcorn and soda? I feel guilty, but you, if the $20.10 will not get you popcorn and soda, so here's your problem. After the movie, or before it, that's what's going to happen, okay? Your girlfriend's going to, or your wife is going to think you're cheap, and it's going to ruin the whole thing. So what you thought would change your whole life, you'd be a big spinner and take her to see a movie. Now, it can't be a 3D movie. It's got to be a regular movie. No popcorn, no drinks, and that's how you end up. So we'll just put that one off to the side. All right. Getting counting down. Number two, a Hello Kitty toaster. Now I know someone like Dave Brown wants a Hello Kitty toaster. I thought about him when I was when I when I put that up there. I mean, my goodness, a Hello Kitty toaster. See, that's what you give to your girlfriend or your wife after you didn't buy her popcorn or whatever at the movies. You, you bring you bring that in the house, right? You bring that in the house. If you brought that in the house, what would happen? I mean, would you would, would wouldn't it, man? Don't you, wouldn't your friend, now, if your friend saw you with a Hello Kitty toaster, wouldn't you be the coolest guy in school? You know you would. You know you would. You could, I would bring the toast to school and show everyone, too. Just show them, let you know. Yeah, they would be like, man, you're so cool. All right, so the Hello Kitty toaster, um, I don't know about you, but I've, I, I've always, that's something I've always desired to have in my house. And, I, you know, but, all right, and this, wait, hold on before you put the next one up. Then this one. This one really, this one really could change your life in, in a lot of ways, and uh, people would, people would want to be you. All right, here it is. Number one, you could have a, a custom straw. Yes. For $20.10, you, yes, you can have a custom straw and look just like this man. I, no wonder they're showing only half his face because no one would want to actually be seen with, uh, with that coming out of their nose. But, I mean, th- think about this, no. Think about the profound impact, those things. That's what you could do with your $20.10. $20.10 could get you all of those things. So I wanted to be fair as your pastor. I wanted to be fair about, you know, if we're going to do this, 20, this 2010 and 2010, I wanted to show you what you're giving up. You know what I mean? What you're sacrificing. 
what you may not have. You're giving up the coolest guy in school. You're giving up that. I mean, th these are things you're giving up. So, you know, as a Christian, we didn't sacrifice. So I wanted to show you exactly what you'd be sacrificing if you did that. Now, now I want to show you, um, kind of switch gears a little bit. I want to show you the top 10 things that we could do if we swapped our money and combined our $20.10. Swap means sacrificing with a purpose. We've been doing it for years back in our swap wall. We did this about six or seven, just six years ago or so, we started swap. And it means, swap means sacrificing with a purpose. It means giving up something you want, like a Hello Kitty toaster, the bike chain can opener, you know. It means giving up something you want so other people have something they need, okay? So that's what I'm talking about, is giving up that, like I said, that Hello Kitty toaster for something else. So we're swapping, we're sacrificing with a purpose, we're swapping $20.10. We're consciously thinking through, instead of doing this with my $20.10, I'm going to swap it, and I'm going to give it per month to the church, and we'll see what, what that does, okay? So what I'd like to do now is give you basically... Um, now, before I do that, let me, let me kind of share something with you. You think $20.10, this is like a waste of time. Why are we even talking about this? If 200 people, there's more than 200 people here this morning. If 200 people gave $20.10 per month, that would be $4,000 a month for the church. That'd be $1,000 a week extra in the budget. That would raise the budget in a profound way. It really would. In a church our size, with the way we handle money and do things with money, $4,000 a month would have a profound impact on what we were able to do as a church. It really would. So you think, my $20.10, ah, big deal. What's the, why are you even talking about this on a Sunday morning? Because if we did, if we as a body came together, it didn't, wouldn't affect any one individual that much, but together as the body of Christ, combining, swapping that $20.10 would have a profound impact on, on what we could do. So I want to talk about what kind of impact we could have if we combined our $20.10 together. And these are in no particular order, okay? So what can we do as a church if we combine this $20.10? Number 10, we could support our missionaries, okay, who are overseas both here at home and overseas who are struggling financially. This, this, this financial crisis has really hurt missionaries. You know, they're over there sacrificing. We, we've awakened their imagination. We've, uh, you know, ignited their passion. But, but we, we have to continue to unleash their purpose. Why are they on the ground in Africa or Mexico or India? Why are they there? Why are they here working with students here in our own community? They, they, have, a, they have a passion. They have a purpose. And we need to allow them to unleash their purpose. So we could, as a, as, a, as a church, we could help financially support our missionaries who are here or, or overseas. You know, we, we do support them consistently, but you know, others, because of their job situations, have fallen off. And, and for me, I don't, I don't want our missionaries sitting over in another country worrying about their support. We may need to send them another $1,000 one month just to cover what other people have not given so they can focus their attention on what matters, those little kids or those people who need jobs or, or drill, drilling wells or whatever the case may be. They don't need to be focused on what their, what their financial needs are. Number nine, we could provide greater resources um, to our staff to, to more effectively uh, do great work here in our community. So, you know, like last night there was a movie night here. I mean, you know, 
Meredith Landers is, is really reaching out in love to our community as, as part of our church, and, and, she's, and she's touching lives. She cares about people, and that movie night is special. I mean, people love those movie nights. They make a difference in, the, in people in the lives of families here in Mason and around the community. We have, we have free lunch Fridays. Every other Friday, if you, did, if you haven't noticed, like the last two years, this will be our third year in a row, we go out here in the corner of the stone house, and we make hot dogs and things like that, and we have cookies and drinks, and we have a free lunch Friday. We set up tables out there, and people from the community, we go around, we hand out flyers to all the people downtown and behind us here, and we have a free lunch Friday, and people can come and get a free lunch. And we can connect with them and build relationships and let them know that this, this campus is available for them and for their families. It's, it's impacted people's lives. There are people coming to Grace Chapel because of free lunch Fridays. They didn't really know we were here. They didn't know what we were, what we were all about. And now, through, through free lunch Fridays, we can let them know. We, hey, we have, some people have, are in need of maybe a food pantry. We have that and all those kinds of things. So we can do more of that. The ride. Coming up this summer, we have the ride. Last year, we did it. They go to different places every Wednesday. That really impacted kids' lives. To allow children, you know, we, we, we had the shoes lined up last year, remember? And if you took a pair of shoes, you helped pay for someone to go on the ride. They went to the Creation Museum. They went to Kings Island. They went to the Beach Water Park. They went to all different places and built relationships and connected with kids in our own community who, who, who need the love of Christ in their lives. So that is a great opportunity for us to be able to, to do that with the resources that we will, we will have. Number eight, we could be a greater help to those within the body during these difficult times. You have, we could be a greater help to those within our own body during these difficult times. My friends, you have no idea how much time I have spent in the last year um, investing in people's lives who are really, really hurting in this body. You don't have to go... You don't have to go um, to Africa to find widows. We have widows right here in our own church. You don't, have to, you don't have to go around the world to find people who seriously are in need, need of jobs, need of res financial resources. They're, they're, they're making it, but they're just falling short. And we, first and foremost, I know people say, well, you know, we go to Africa and we go to Mexico and we do this in India. What do we do here? We spend more money here than probably anywhere else. We just, I'm just not going to get up on a Sunday morning and say, hey, Bob back there, we just gave him $500 because he was, you know, no, we're not going to do that. That's not, we're not going to point out the things that we do within our own body. We just do it. But it takes resources to do that. And if you think it was difficult two years ago to do it, you can imagine what it's like now. With ev every single week, someone calls me and says, I lost my job. Every week, I lost my job. Do you know of anybody who's hiring? Uh, is there any, any work I can do around here? Those kinds of things. There are people within our own body who are in need, and we can, we can make a difference in our own church. So uh, that's something else we can do. Number seven, we can provide more help to those in need in our own community, not just in our own church, but our, in our own community. Um, our food pantry is doing a, a tremendous job. It's doing a tremendous job. We've probably doubled the amount of people that we serve from about a year, year and a half ago, double the amount of people that we serve in our food pantry. I mean, the food pantry is, and between the food pantry and the thrift store, I know the, the, we are basically offering food, we're offering uh, inexpensive items, and right now, clothing, inexpensive clothing is a tremendous help to people. 
And there are people who come to the church and, and need help and we'll give a voucher and they'll go get free things from, the, from the, the thrift store. Between the food pantry and the thrift store, we're providing food, we're providing inexpensive items, and we're providing jobs, if you think about that. Our business trees, our business trees, we, we own the, uh, the, the self-sustaining enterprises, which was started by Grace Chapel, which is a separate nonprofit, okay? Owns the thrift store here in Mason and the one in Hamilton. We own a specialty shop. We own one here. We own a specialty shop in Loveland and I think Goshen. Um, we also own Rockefeller's Pizza. And, you know, we, and, and, and really, those are, we, it takes about three or four years to be profitable. We're at that cusp right now in those business trees. But here's the really cool thing about the business trees. You think, well, how much money are they throwing off to go to Africa? Not much right now. But you know what they are doing? They're providing jobs for people in our own community. People are being led to Christ through these business trees. People are coming to know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, through these ministries, through these business trees. People are being prayed for. People are being ministered to. There's a lot more that we're doing through our business trees than just making money to send overseas. And we can do more for the people in our own community. Number six, we could, we could uh, drill um, a, a deep water well in Nigeria um, if we, if we had more resources. So it's something we can do. It's about four or $5,000, maybe $6,000 to drill a deep water well. Show the picture of the, of the kids. I mean, you have no idea. Let me, let me give you some statistics to, to kind of put this in perspective. This is real stuff. Okay, we've drilled through our partner, Self-Sustaining Enterprises. I just described what we do here. But we have a well drilling rig in Nigeria. We've drilled over 60 wells in Nigeria. That means we've serviced over 35,000 people with clean drinking water. That means, fact, that 3,000 people didn't die last year and this year. Matter of fact, if you take the two years and combine it, it's 6,000 people who didn't die. I want to stop and just soak that in for a moment. Drilling 62 wells, service, servicing 35,000 people, okay, who are now drinking clean water and not getting all these parasites and things. I mean, children are dying of diarrhea. Give me a break. That's ridiculous. A well, okay, we drill a well, we save lives. So far in two years, 6,000 people are still breathing who wouldn't be breathing. It's not like, oh, that's not some story. Those are facts. 3,000 people per year, per year, and you start doing the statistics numbers-wide, next year will be 9,000 people, and you keep going. How many thousands of people? Not only, not only are kids not dying and getting all these horrifying diseases, every time we go back, we say, where is so-and-so? Oh, he died. Where is so Oh, he died. And usually a preventable things, almost always a preventable things. These kids right here, they're all enrolled in school, but the problem is they can't go to school because they have to walk, a lot of them, they don't have to walk any long, longer, but they have to walk sometimes three miles to get water. Now that they have water out their back door, pretty much, now they don't have to walk that far, now they can go to school. So not only does it help with saving lives, it helps with education. Okay, number five, we could touch the lives of local teens through student impact. I mean, we are reaching out, we are, they are involved in the nursing homes, they are, they, I mean, people, students are coming to Impact, which is our impact ministry, which is our outreach ministry, they're coming and getting involved in our youth ministry here and bringing their parents to church. It's been totally amazing to see this. Number four, we could hire more staff. I'm going to tell you something. Um, the staff that we have are working extremely hard. We are doing just as much as we were before and sometimes even more 
with less staff. Number three, we could finish larger sections of the Grace Impact Center. I'm telling you, my friends, we're on a roll here. We are on a roll. Things are happening so fast. You know, it's hard, to, it's hard for you to see it because a lot of it happens inside that big building. But we, we're, we're doing a lot of landscaping. We're going to be finishing off the, basket, the baseball area and the Grace Impact Center, which is back here. We finished off the, the bathrooms pretty much last time we had a workday. We, we, we land, we're landscaping in front of this building. But we're going to finish off the baseball area, the pitching tunnel, and the batting cages in the next few months. That's our goal, which will free up the basketball area. All those nets will come out of the basketball area, which will free the front section, an entire full-length basketball court. We could do uh, upward basketball. We can have adult leagues. We can just have pickup games where you can invite your friends and say, hey, can we use it on a Friday night late? Your college students can come over and use the facility. There's all kinds of, I mean, think about the possibilities that a, what, what can we do with 40 40,000 square feet of community outreach. That's what that building's going to be. That's going to be 40,000 square feet of reaching out to our community. We have, we'll have a basketball court. We'll have a soccer field slash fellowship hall. We'll have pitching tunnels and batting cages. We'll have a new children's wing. We'll have a huge, incredible youth area with a hub where you can get sna snacks and machines. There, there's so many things we're going to do with that building. It's huge, and we're getting there. We're getting to the finish line. And there are people, there are, there are people in our church who've said, I'll even match. If you, if you see something and you're willing to give a little bit more to, the, to that project, they'll match what you give because they want to see this accomplished, because they know when that's finished, this place is going to fill up because we're going to be reaching out to our community in a way we never could before. That building becomes our greatest outreach tool, and I'm just really excited about that. We're having another workday in a couple weeks, and I'll let you know when that is. Number two, we can do even more to touch the lives of children around the world. And let me show you a video that our partner, Back to Back Ministries, My just finished. My name is Daniel, welcome to Nigeria has the highest population of any country in Africa, around 150 million people, 8 million of which are orphans. Hello. According to the CIA World Factbook, 42% of the Nigerian population is under the age of 15, which means that one out of every eight children is an orphan. Institutional orphanages are rare in Nigeria. Instead, those orphans get absorbed into villages, still neglected, abused, abandoned. The only real way to love and serve and fight for those orphans is through building relationships with local villages. So what is your name? Huh? Lehia. Lehia? Sorry, 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 sorry. 
It's good. Is your father John? Yeah, I know John. Care for today, hope for tomorrow. This is the mission of Back to Back Nigeria to provide healthcare essentials, to provide opportunities for education, to provide physical and basic nutritional needs, and to provide tools for economic development. All this pain. Oasis house that we purchased for an early childhood learning center. thing I want to just mention is that we could uh, see more transformed lives. Over 82 people have come to Christ here at Grace Chapel in the last four months. 82. 
We're going to be baptizing many, many people in the, in the next, few, uh, next few months. Um, on top of that, we've had over 80 people within our body step up in the last four months and really get engaged in service, stepping out of their comfort zones and, and helping to really run this church. I mean, the band that you see up here, the pray th- these aren't paid people. These are volunteers. And, and God has truly moved in this church, been moving in powerful ways. But my friends, all the things we just showed you, remember we, we talked ten, eight, eight, seven, eight years ago, we talked about uh, the, the baptism, the, uh, the, um, what we're going to be doing in Africa. And it's happening. It's, it's happening. So we don't pipe dream here. We have clear vision, and God is bringing these things about. But this is just the beginning. I want to encourage you this morning. Out in the foyer, there's a small table out in the foyer. There are some automatic withdrawal forms out there for $20.10 is what I would like you to do. Automatic withdrawal forms, there's some cards out there, some, some envelopes. If you want to start this morning, you can do that. Next week, we'll have, $20 and we'll have 2010 envelopes in the bulletin to remind people on a consistent basis. But if, it's not going to work if we don't do this together as, together as one. Do it together. We could have a profound impact on this world. A little, a little from each one of us can can go a long way. Jesus said it. You can do even greater things than these. And I believe it. And I know you do too. So out in the foyer, let's, if you can, automatic withdrawal is fine. If not, let's do it monthly through the, those, those envelopes and we want to keep track of this. And I want to ask you, if you would, there's sign-up sheets out there. Sign up and commit to do it. Okay? Commit your name to do this. I want to know that we have 200 people doing this. I want to see 200 people signed up in doing this. We can make a difference. We can impact this world. A little can go a long way. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this time. I pray, dear God, that you would truly, truly move in this place, that we would sacrifice just a little bit, that we would swap just a little bit out of our monthly budget to have a profound impact on this world. And God, we pray that at the end of this year, as this happens, that we would be able to celebrate what we have done through you in this church. We would come back and celebrate it, Lord God, in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Have a great week.